you would take your Bibles and turn to the book of 2 Thessalonians. Pastor Slava preached from 1 Thessalonians this morning, so it's natural to go to 2 Thessalonians this evening. And I was planning this long before I knew he was going to be preaching. But there actually will be some overlap from what he preached to what I'm preaching this evening. Obviously, it's the same person writing the book, the Apostle Paul, writing to the same people, the Thessalonian believers, and he's really writing about some of the same topics, writing about the coming of the Lord and how we should live in light of that fact. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we'll be looking this evening at verses 13 through 15. 2 Thessalonians 2, beginning verse 13. Apostle Paul's writing says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Let us pause and ask the Lord's blessing this evening. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these few verses. We pray that you'd show us your truth and show us how we can apply it to our lives this evening. We ask it in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice, before we even jump in here, that in verse 15, he begins with the word, therefore. Well, when you see the word, therefore, that's a big clue that there has just been some premise given, some argument made, and because of what... Paul has said previously, therefore, he's going to tell them to do something. And really, verse 15 is the midpoint of the book of 2 Thessalonians. So, chapters 1 and 2 up through verse 14, Paul is giving a lot of teaching, a lot of doctrine. Then beginning verse 15, he says, therefore, because of all these things I've taught you, Stand fast. Be faithful. And that's what I've named the title of my series. You may have forgotten that we're in a series because the last time I preached here was back in November. But we've been working our way through the book of 2 Thessalonians, and we're here in verse 13 of chapter 2. But this is really the message Even if you didn't hear the rest of the series, these three verses really are, in a nutshell, what the book of 2 Thessalonians is about. And that is that we are called to be faithful until Jesus Christ returns. So I want for us this evening to see from these three verses one simple truth. And that is, that we have reason to be 
we have reason to be thankful. And I'd like for us to consider this evening three reasons, one from each of these verses, three reasons why we ought to be faithful. First reason that we see is from verse 13. We ought to be faithful because the reason is that we have been chosen by God for deliverance. We have been chosen for deliverance. Let's read verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. And he begins by saying that, that he and Silvanus, Timothy, are bound to give thanks for these believers. And we might wonder, well, why would they feel such obligation to give thanks? But if you look back in the context here in chapter 2, Paul had just told them what was coming that there's going to be this day of the Lord, this, but be, before this day of the Lord, that there will be this taking away, and the believers won't have to face this day of the Lord. And he says, but when that day of the Lord comes, this man of sin, the man of lawlessness, he will be destroyed, and that all those who trust in him, those who reject the truth, but who put their trust in the lie, they will be punished eternally. And then it's in that context that he says, verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Because those people have an eternity of separation from God. But you, you believers in Jesus Christ, you have an eternity to look forward to. We are bound. We are obligated to give thanks always to God for you. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy are thanking God on the behalf of these believers that they don't have to face that kind of an eternity. He calls them brethren. Brethren, beloved of the Lord. But why is it that he is thanking the Lord for them? Because God hath, from the beginning, chosen you. God chose them. Now, there is a debate in Christian circles about how does God choose believers? Does he choose them and then they have no choice but to believe? Or do they believe and therefore God chooses those who will believe? I'm not here to settle that issue. And the way I see it is that God works on a, in a, on a plane that is beyond our understanding. God chooses us and yet we have the complete free choice to believe and trust in Christ. And how do I reconcile those two? The same way I reconcile how a finite 
human can relate to an infinite God. I don't. I, I can't reconcile those two concepts. But I understand that an infinite God can work in ways that I, as a finite human being, cannot understand. And I just accept what the Bible teaches. That God chose us, and yet we are responsible ourselves to trust in Christ. So he says, God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. You who have believed in Christ, God has chosen you. He has set you apart for this salvation or this deliverance, this rescue. Now, Pastor Slava spoke this morning about that we want to be sure not to emphasize simply this deliverance, this rescue from something, but it is a deliverance from something. In fact, in my second point, we'll get more to the positive side, but it is a deliverance from something. What is it a deliverance from? It is a deliverance from the penalty of our sin. What what he's talked about in the previous verses, that those who reject the truth, they have to face this eternity of punishment without God. uh, Eternity separated from God. And we are delivered from that. God chose to deliver us from that punishment. How did he do it? It is through sanctification of the Spirit belief of the truth. If you will, these are two sides to the equation. We have through sanctification of the Spirit. So the Spirit sets us apart. That's the idea of that word sanctification. He makes us holy or sets us apart. And I don't believe this is talking about what we commonly refer to as sanctification. This is talking about at the moment that we trust in Christ, He sets us apart. He makes us holy. Why, why do I say that it's at the moment of salvation? Because it is coupled with belief of the truth. So, the Lord sets us apart, but we trust, we believe in the truth. And that truth is that Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, became a man so that he could die In our place, we who have sinned, we have rebelled against God. God the Son took our place, died in our place, so that we could be delivered. And the Lord has chosen us for that through the Holy Spirit setting us aside, setting us apart, and our dependence, our trust, our faith, our belief. So that's the first reason that we have to be faithful. Remember down verse 15, we got that word therefore. Because God has chosen to deliver us, we ought to be faithful. But let's consider a second reason. Reason number two, we have been called to a glorious future. So to use Pastor Slava's how he put it this morning, we not only have the negative 
of we are being delivered from something. But we also have the positive that we are being called to something. We have been called to a glorious future. Look at verse 14. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been called to obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we heard an excellent message this morning on what it means to obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. To share in just a little bit of Christ's glory, of his majesty, of his fame, of just the beauty of who he is. Share just a little bit in that. That is a wonderful thought. But notice the means that we are called to this glorious future. He says, Whereunto he called you by our gospel. Now, this isn't some gospel that Paul and Silas and Timothy, that it was their specific gospel and it's not our gospel. But the word gospel has something, an idea embedded in it. And that is, it's not just good news. That's the definition of gospel, it's good news. But the word has something embedded in it, and that is the sharing of that good news. It's not just good news, but it is good news that is shared. So when he says our gospel, he is saying it is the message that we have shared, the good news that we have given to you. If you will, it's, the, it's what we have gospelized. It is the message that we have given called you by our gospel. We have been called to a glorious future. I'm not going to spend any more time there because I feel like I would be repeating some of the things that we heard this morning and not doing a very good job of it. So... We have been called to a glorious future. And we could talk about some of the things that we have been called to. We have this eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. We get to live in his presence forever. There are just so many wonderful things that we can look forward to. There's the, from verse 13, we could look at the negative things. We no longer have the bondage of sin. We're now free in Christ. We no longer have the guilt of sin. We are now righteous in Christ. There are just so many things that we could, we could branch out from these verses and say, these are reasons why we ought to be faithful. Because God has chosen us, chosen to deliver us, and because he has chosen to give us this glorious future, we ought to be faithful. 
Because, really, if God had just chosen to deliver us and say, we don't have to spend eternity in the lake of fire, we can be spared from that, and we can go somewhere else and spend eternity in some other place, that would have been reason enough. Be faithful, to continue on to follow the Lord. But he hasn't just delivered us, but he's given us something more beautiful than we could ever imagine. And we can't imagine that we have in our future. So those are our first two reasons. And our third reason that we, why we ought to be faithful is really dependent on these first two. And it can be easy when you hear the third reason to start saying, well, now you're just telling us what to do. Because the third reason is we have been commanded to remain faithful. But you need to remember that when Paul gives a command here, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. When he gives that command, he is basing it on those previous reasons. So yes, we should do it because we've been commanded but really, that shouldn't be our motivation. It shouldn't be about the fact that we've been commanded. We should desire to do it because God has chosen us. He's chosen to deliver us. He has called us to this glorious future. Therefore, we should desire to do what he desires us to do, that he commands us to remain faithful. He says... Therefore, brethren, stand fast. The idea is to stay put, to remain committed to what God has for us. Remain in what he's given us in his word. And that's the second part of this verse. He says, hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistles. Some people would say, oh, so traditions are important. Well, these traditions that Paul's talking about are those that he's given them in word or an epistle. So either those that he's spoken to them personally or those that he's written to them. Paul, as an apostle, had authority from the Holy Spirit to tell them what God wanted them to do. Now, we don't have apostles today. We don't have that kind of authority telling us directly what to do. But we do have apostles telling us what to do. The Apostle Paul's written record of what we are to do here in 2 Thessalonians and many other places. So we need to continue. Because God has chosen us, because God has called us to this glorious future, we should remain faithful. We have reason. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you 
that we do have reason to be faithful. We thank you that you have delivered us, that you have rescued us from the condemnation that we so justly deserve. And we do pray that you would help us to be those who would continue on, who would be faithful in serving you, loving you, and following you. We ask these things in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ.